Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. People are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 545. 45 divided by 5 equals 9. want to leave everybody with a little math before we go away for a week. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. And happy Thanksgiving, ladies. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm curious. What's one thing, not friends or family or health or wealth, that we're thankful for this year? Let's go around the millennial Thanksgiving table and share. Well, you took away the options of the things that I am thankful for. (laughs) Is there nothing else? I wanted to make it a little more challenging. (sighs) Pub subs. But isn't that technically food? Wow. Um, Lizzo. I am not thankful for Laura's <laughs> prep for this question this year. To Laura's point, it is very hard. Um, well, I had a serious but, answer, but I guess oh, I'll just like not well, do I was it. Because... Say that I, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for uh, being on the show with you guys. It's been a really Aww. interesting year and oh, it's been sweet. really fun getting to hang out with you guys on a regular basis and you know, do the thing. So. Yeah, wow. we feel the same. Yeah, Laura's retracting her answer now. No, she just can I say that's that technically cheating too? Because isn't that, doesn't that fall into the category of friends? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it and does. also, can I not be thankful for Lizzo and Pam? Uh, no, of, of course. Of course you can. Honestly, I'm just, you know, thankful to be in the same category as Lizzo. So. <laughs> yeah, for anything, really. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm thankful for an interesting year professionally. About two years ago, I suddenly had an idea to start teaching people podcasting. And this year, it's really popped. And I'm now editing for a few podcasts. And it's been a lot of fun. And I'm just really excited to see where this takes me next year. If if I can double my work with podcast editing and consulting in the next year, that would be... I'd be in a really great place. I never told you guys, but I actually co-star on another podcast in character as a certain historical figure. What? What? <laughs> yes. Wait, should we guess who it is? I'm not going to tell everybody. I actually, Yeah, I actually want to issue a challenge to the listeners. If you can find this podcast, we'll give you a free month of Patreon or something because I'd be curious to see. If you heard the show, you would know it's me. I'm Googling it right now. You won't find it. You won't. You're what? not credited. My, yeah, it's an uncredited role. Wow. And I will say this podcast is actually pretty popular. It's it's uh, actually a little Andrew, more popular than Millennial. You guys would actually, I think you two would scream if you found out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you playing Hamilton or something? <laughs> what, like on Broadway? <laughs> no, like in a historical dramatization about his life. No, no. I was just trying to think of like a historical figure that has a weird voice that Andrew would do an impression of. <laughs> You know, kind of like he does the Jeff Sessions impression. Yeah. yeah. Is it Abraham Lincoln? 
No, no. I actually don't have to do an accent at all. I'm not no. going to say, though. Maybe I'll tell you. No, I'm going to keep it a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I think you two would really like it, though. This if is going to any... plague me for the rest of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very intensely interested. If you hear the podcast, you will definitely know it's me. And I'll say I'm playing a character. It's kind of a parody podcast. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, so I've had cool opportunities like that over the past year, and I'm I'm thankful for that. On to the more shallow part of this week, Black Friday. Are you two going to do anything for Black Friday? Shopping-wise, absolutely not. I'm going to buy a planner. I'm really excited <laughs> about that discount. <laughs> Certain brand? Yeah, I'm going to... Um, Erin Condren, she's like the planner queen. And oh. I really like her life planners, which are a little bit pricey. But for Black Friday, they will be 30% off. So if anybody listening has ever been contemplating trying one out... 30% off of like 50, 60 bucks is a, is a pretty good deal. And I feel like that that brings the price down to kind of, um, you know, a, a, a fancier, Reasonable. you know, staples type planner. So yeah, because yeah. Right. planners can get expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, and you can buy that online. So it's not like you have to go exactly. to the store. Yeah. I don't even have to leave the house. It's great. I'm so excited. <laughs> that said, at least one time per christmas season i do enjoy going out to a mall and getting wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of the shopping season so i might do it over black friday i'll probably do it a couple days before christmas because i genuinely enjoy (laughs) you know i actually do too because when i uh, growing up our family would come out from san diego and every black friday we would go to the mall and just walk around like nobody was actually buying anything really but it was just nice to to go around and and be in the atmosphere. And yeah. if you go later on in the afternoon, all of the crazy crowd is usually gone. So everybody's generally in a happy mood. And also on this Black Friday, we wanted to let everybody know we will be doing our latest Bay Hangout for Bay patrons. That'll be available at patreon.com slash millennial. In exchange for your support, we give you cool benefits like that. And since it is the day after Thanksgiving, it's a nice long weekend here in America, we will probably be drinking and I will be relaxed because I feel like I'm going to be taking a proper break for the first time in a while. So I'm really looking forward to that. And also, Laura and I will be recording a new Landy some at some point this week, so stay tuned for that as well. It'll be Laura and I shooting the shit on video for 30, 40 minutes. And again, I'm looking forward to a relaxed hangout. This time, just one-on-one with Laura. Cool. There have been a couple of things that have happened over the course of the last week or so out of Washington. And to be honest with you, on this Thanksgiving episode, I really don't want to talk a ton about the impeachment hearings because it is so exhausting. But uh, did you guys watch Ambassador Gordon Sondland throw Trump and like Pompeo and Bolton all under the bus during his testimony? He basically confirmed that this whole thing with the Ukraine was a quid pro quo. Yeah, he said those words. Yeah. It was pleasantly surprising to see him say as much as he did. I don't think people were expecting him to say so much in yeah, favor. He, he sang like a canary. It was very clear that it's like uh, he is somebody who will blow with the prevailing wind. And it just so happens the prevailing wind right now is the house. Um, and then John Bolton on Twitter. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. I was getting very excited. Yeah, and then and then it's been like a whole nothing sandwich. Um, right. He basically got his official Twitter account 
back. And I guess there was some kind of struggle with the White House in order for him to get his Twitter account back. Yeah. And then he was like, stay tuned. Right. More coming soon. Like making it sound like he was going to drop some bombshell. And it's very clear that he's just trying to follow Trump's like celebrity president bullshit approach to politics. But also he announced his super PAC. And also I think he has a book coming. Yeah. So this may be related to that as well. Based on these tweets, it almost sounded like he was going to go rogue. Yeah, that was that was. And he did that on purpose. Yeah. He was trying to make it sound like, especially after the Sondland testimony, he was trying to make it sound like he was also going to spill some tea. Right. And it's like, oh, no, this is just a push for my book and my super pack. Ah, man. Just when you get your hopes up. It's crazy that that could be the norm going forward, though. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Well, I'm going to give him an unfollow right now because he has disappointed me so sorry john following him well yeah because i got excited by his tweets so i wanted to (laughs) stay abreast of the situation and now um, you wanted the hot and spicy tea yeah i wanted to report to you guys in slack as soon as he dropped some bombs yeah there's nothing spicy about john bolton Mm -mm. let's be real um and then also this is pretty big news for the podcasting community so i think we all listened to season <laughs> one of serial um there was an appeal to the supreme court in order to review adnan syed's case for an appeal and the supreme court d- today the day we're recording the episode declined to review syed's case so as of right now he is still going to be in jail that's for the 1999 murder of his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee, which he says he did not commit. So That's too bad. I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other on whether I think he did it. But what I do think is that he was not given um, proper representation. And quite frankly, the evidence against him was all very circumstantial. So based on that, I don't actually think he should be in jail. I my jury is out on whether or not I think he did it. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to prove somebody guilty to put them in jail. Allegedly. Yeah. I thought for sure that this would go through just because this has become such a highly publicized case. And I know that HBO also like the, the case hasn't really gone away, even though obviously Serial has done more seasons since this popped off um, as early as, you know, HBO's uh series like they're limited series on this case as well so i'm i'm just like really surprised that they're not hearing it out Mm -hmm. i actually never listened to serial but i am very grateful speaking of being thankful for serial because they a lot of people credit serial with bringing podcasts into the mainstream and so Mm -hmm. Thanks, Serial. We appreciate it. Yeah, seriously. On a lighter note, though, uh, Frozen 2 came out over the weekend. I enjoyed it. It was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be, just mm-hmm. because it is, a, you know, it's still a movie aimed towards a younger audience. But mm. I thought it was really good. Did you enjoy it? Uh, so I kind of went into it in a bad mood just because I was having one of those days. So I think for that reason, I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. I did really like the songs. They had a high, high, high bar to cross. 
after that first movie, especially with Let It Go, but also with like, do you want to build a snowman and all those others? They've become Disney classics. And they they nailed it with this new movie. That uh, single aside, Into the Unknown, like that one's good, but there are a few other really good songs on Frozen 2's soundtrack as well. So I like the music. The story, though, I don't know. I just wasn't as wrapped up in it as others are. I know a lot of people were very positive about the movie but i just wasn't feeling it as much to me it felt like a cash grab and i hate to say that but of course they had to make another frozen after the wild success of the first movie and i feel like it was rushed it just didn't feel needed to me yeah i don't know i i actually it's so funny that you say that because i thought that it was kind of clever how there were a few elements from the first one that they looped into um, the way that the second story plays out mm-hmm. uh, that I maybe I was just blindsided by because, you know, I often, especially in terms of Disney, like to turn my brain off and not overanalyze things when I go see a Disney movie because I just I, I want it to be more of like an escape. But even just like in the first movie, it opens up with like the kind of like a more indigenous chanting and it, it kind of felt like a throwaway in the first movie, but then to hear it brought back in the way that they brought it back in two, I thought was really clever. Yeah, that was good. And Olaf was great. And yeah. Jonathan Groff got his own song. Finally, finally. that was really funny. <laughs> I can't believe like that's like the, the worst mistake frozen. The first frozen made was casting Jonathan Groff and not giving him anything to sing. Yeah, that so was, it was wild. Great that, that he got a moment. Like, how do you do that? It's Jonathan Groff. He's amazing. Wait, who does he play? Does he play Olaf? Um, no, Kristoff. Uh, no. Okay, I'm revealing that I've never seen either Frozen movie. <laughs> That's a big confession. <laughs> How is yeah. that possible? Um, I think I was in grad school when the first one came out, so I didn't have a life. Uh-huh. And I think that's why. I see. I was like deep in the depths of thesis depression. Yeah. And I never went to the movies. Well, now you can, thanks to Disney+. Plus. That's true. And I'm sure Frozen 2 will be available in like the spring of next year, so stay tuned. And by the way, this weekend, a couple more great-looking movies are coming out. I'm really excited for Knives Out. Everybody is Me raving about too. that. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably see that this weekend. And then I guess I'll see uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. That oh, looks pretty sweet, right? I'm so yeah. excited. That's actually what I wanted to see on Friday, and I got voted out by the oh. group of people I went with. So that's the only reason I went to see Frozen, because I just wanted to go have a good cry with uh you know tom hanks and mr rogers yeah both movies knives out and a beautiful day in the neighborhood have a 96 percent on rotten tomatoes so people seem to be loving it and looking forward to that i saw charlie's angels over the weekend and it was how was that so bad everybody's crapping all over that movie. yeah it was not a good movie that's too bad and it's like it you know it had some of the makings of a good movie but i think ultimately they were just too afraid to to steer away from like the very formulaic narrative that comes with that kind of story. So there were like bits and pieces that they had that could have been interesting, but in the end it was just like oddly delivered is Hmm. how I would describe it. Kristen Stewart was like, they were trying to make her the comic relief and I just wasn't buying it the whole time. Well, (laughs) 
If you want the clear glowing skin of a Disney princess, our next sponsor is for you. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. Wind and snow can strip away all of your natural oils and lead to irritated and cracked skin. Just ask Elsa. Elsa, that's her. Did I get that right? Okay. (laughs) But with the right skincare routine, your skin can stay vibrant and healthy all season long. Once 2020 hits, Andrew and I will have been using BioClarity for two years. Oh, wow. And we can't rave enough about this. Right, Andy? Yeah, I absolutely love BioClarity. I love using it every night. I love that scrub. Little pro tip, a little bit of that scrub goes a long way. You only need a little dollop. Yeah, I've always had issues with redness and blackheads, but BioClarity really helped me get that under control without spending hundreds on expensive facial treatments. Most days, I don't even wear foundation anymore. Just a little as-needed cover-up from time to time. And clean skincare doesn't have to be expensive. BioClarity creates affordable options that are healthier for your skin and your wallet. This holiday season, you can get their Ultimate Skincare Bundle. In this bundle, you'll get the Garden Glow mini set of TSA-approved sizes of the Cleanse, Clarifying Mask, Restore, and Hydrate steps of the BioClarity routine. It's perfect for all the travel you'll be doing this season. You'll also get Sudsy, a gentle exfoliating body scrub, hydrating mask, a revitalizing skin soak that's like a facial in a flash, Zen, which reduces signs of flushed, redness-prone skin, and Dewey Dew, a multitasking magic facial mist. You can get this Ultimate Skincare Bundle for just $75.95. That's a $130 value for 40% off. On top of that, BioClarity's products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, artificial fragrance-free, and non-toxic. This holiday season, give the gift of glowing skin courtesy of BioClarity. My skin has never looked better, and what makes this such a sweet deal is how affordable these products are. Right now, you can save 15% off everything on BioClarity's website when you use our code MIL at checkout. That's on top of the already incredible 40% discount on their Ultimate Skincare Bundle. Nourish your skin this winter. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code MIL for 15% off at checkout. Now that we're approaching the end of the year, we want to do several end of the decade reviews. And after we decided on some categories last week, this week, we are going to kick things off with the best tech advancement, and the best internet controversies. So we're keeping it tech. So in the best tech advancement area, we're going to break it down into two categories, hardware and app. For me, the best tech advancement, hardware, goes to smart speakers. Ooh, okay. Amazon Alexa debuted at the end of 2014, so it's been out for five years now. And at the time, people were like, okay, Amazon, okay, Boomer. But then it just rapidly grew in popularity. And like with all things on Amazon, it's the convenience of it that people love. And once you have one, you can't go back. You can't. Being able to set a timer, turn on a light, turn on the AC, play music, ask how old a celebrity is, which I do all the time when I'm watching TV, (laughs) ask for the weather, text Laura, suck my dick. It's just so much easier to do things by voice and people of all ages get it instantly. Like I said earlier this year, my nephew is already saying, oh, I got. 
There's no learning curve, and it's just a natural addition to our daily lives. And then, of course, there's also Siri and Google. But Amazon's was the first major one, and it's arguably still the best, in my opinion. Um, I have no doubt that smart speakers will be in every home within the next decade. They're just getting started. There's no avoiding smart speakers and other smart home devices. They're just a part of our lives. And there is that risk of privacy, and I know you, uh, Laura, and Pam have been concerned about that, but all of them have been actively trying to make users feel more comfortable. So I'm sure they're going to continue focusing on privacy because these companies, their livelihood depends on it. So that's my pick. Um, My pick is going to be commercial electric cars. Ooh. Now, obviously, electric car technology existed before this decade, but the reason I'm giving it to electric cars now is because they are commercial and you actually do see regular people buying these cars and driving them. They're obviously still a very high price point and not accessible to the masses. Mm -hmm. But for something that just 20 years ago was being killed by the oil lobby, I think it's really incredible that we are where we are with electric car technology. Do you think your next car will be electric? I don't know if I can afford that. Some of them are like the Nissan Leaf. That's yeah, yeah. I've thought about it. I mean, right now I drive um, a hybrid, so mm-hmm. I do get pretty good gas economy, and my car is still in very good shape. So I'm not going to be buying another car for quite some time. So we'll see what the market looks like when yeah. the time comes. I just looked it up. the The very first Tesla debuted in 2012. I can't believe that thing is less than 10 years old. It's crazy. There were so many things that I looked up that I couldn't believe were less than 10 years old. Like the iPad. Yes. What the hell? That was 2010, I think? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's been a long decade. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Donald. Seriously. Mine is not as exciting as either of yours, uh, but it ties into your last point very well. Uh, I picked AirPods. I I did not think I was going to like them as much as I do, but it... It's been strangely revolutionary for me to invest in a pair. They didn't come out that long ago, but I just love that they're compact. They don't take up a lot of space. I never have to fumble with like untangling the wires. And for traveling, they're amazing because you can actually charge your phone mm-hmm. at the same time as you're listening to music. I'm with you on that one. Wireless headphones in general have really popped in the past 10 years, but Apple has really made them mainstream as they do a lot of technology. So I can get behind that one. Yeah, I I actually almost like a while back when they first came out, wireless headphones in general, I almost bought some over ear ones because, you know, like the the Beats style was really in, but I'm really Mm -hmm. glad I waited and I ended up going with the AirPods because the other ones look really cool. But mm-hmm. they're not as compact. Right. So. They just slip in your pocket and you're done. Exactly. Best tech advancement app. By the way, we did not reveal our choices to each other. So there's chances of overlap. I was actually thinking of giving it to the AirPods. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> but app wise, I'm going to give it to Snapchat, Instagram and ephemeral messaging. So Snapchat launched in July 2011. It's been around for almost the entire decade, and it was a revelation. Being able to send pictures and messages without them being stored on your friend's phones 
And then, you, of course, you can add filters to, to your face and to your photos. It was just so fun to be able to privately send messages to your friends and not worry about them lingering. They were gone after 10 seconds. And Snapchat also put people at ease because they let us know when a screenshot was taken. So you just felt good about sending that dick pic and not worrying that it would get out there. Um, so Snapchat blew up and then they changed the world again when they created stories letting us post to a broad network for 24 hours. And again, they were comforting us by letting us know these pictures wouldn't lurk online forever. If there's one thing I'll remember software-wise about the 2010s, it was the rise of ephemeral messaging. Messages last for a short time, and then they're just gone forever. We've become addicted to this method of messaging. And as we spoke about on the show earlier this year, Facebook is now trying to shift to a more private social network. And... Speaking of Facebook, they bought Instagram, who debuted in 2010, and then they ripped off stories from Snapchat a couple years ago, and now people are posting stories way more than they do the standard posts on Instagram. So over the next decade, I think we're going to continue to see everything become more private, and it all started thanks to ephemeral messaging, and also just honorable mention to streaming as the best app, because Netflix debuted their first original series in 2013 house of cards oh my god you're right yeah and it changed everything yeah it did it's hard to believe but there was a time less than a decade ago when there was one one original series streaming yeah and i mean i really have to give it to netflix for the innovation here because they were the ones who standardized binge watching Mm -hmm. like as a way to consume new media, people were already doing this with older shows, but they were like, yeah, why don't we just drop the entire season at once? And they also did some things in the first couple of seasons of House of Cards that I don't think we would necessarily see on like network cable. Um, like the first episode of season two, where, I mean... <laughs> If you haven't watched this... It's okay. It's okay. Where yeah. they surprisingly killed off a major character in like the first 10 minutes of the second season. Yeah. And that blew me away, literally, because I was just like, holy shit. Like, they really set this person up as a major player, and then they were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to give it to them for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. I'm going to go with uber lyft ride sharing services mainly because it's revolutionized the way that we go about our social time like mm -hmm. there used to be a time where not that long ago and actually andrew you and i have done this before the advent of uber and lyft where if we went out and we were drunk and it was too far to walk we had to hail a cab yeah mm-hmm and it sucks because you're like, uh, I don't know if this person's actually free. I don't know who they are. Um, mm -hmm. And like, there's the anxiety of like, what if they don't pick me up? What if I'm not hailing the cab in the right way? And Uber and Lyft takes all of that work off your plate. And even though there have been issues with both of these services, I would argue they're probably safer just in terms of the the mechanisms they have in place, like telling you what your driver's license plate number is, like yeah. telling you their name, showing you their picture and the model of their car, 
all of these identifying details. And also, it's cheaper. Friends can follow your ride as well now. Yeah. And you can split fares with your friends Mm -hmm. if you're riding together. So it's way easier than back in the day where you had to, like, pay cash for a cab. It sounds so old but it's really not <laughs> no i'm looking up the dates uber started started didn't blow up in 2009 and lyft mm-hmm. started in 2012 yeah and uber and lyft have truly saved lives mm-hmm. think of how many people have been taking ubers instead of drunk driving over the past 10 years i'll admit i used to drive when i shouldn't have but once uber and lyft blew up that was the end of that because yeah, it was no way reason. more convenient to take those And also, I don't have to think twice about it now. Like, if I know that I want to go hang out at a bar with my friends, I don't have to second guess, like, oh, should I drive there? Because what if I get too drunk to come home and then I have to, like, leave my car and take a cab? No, I just take an Uber to go to the bar. And if I get too drunk, I'm taking an Uber home anyway. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Along similar lines, mine was Venmo, which also started <sighs> in 2009, but really didn't pop off until well into the, the 2010s. Um, but but just like Uber and Lyft, I think it just revolutionizes the way that we hang out with friends. Uh, it's so much easier than carrying cash and almost everybody has it downloaded onto their phones now. And it's just really great to be able to not have to fumble with who's going to put down cards and who's going to owe who back. You can just Venmo everybody cash and they make it really easy to transfer the money back to whatever account you have hooked up to to the app. So yeah, I think it's great. There's a common theme here across all of these Ease, Uber, Lyft, Amazon, smart speakers, Venmo. It's just so damn easy to use them. Venmo took off because it is incredibly easy. It's way easier than PayPal or these other apps. Funnily enough, though, PayPal bought Venmo, (laughs) but they're kind of hiding that. I will point out that in our Discord right now, several folks are pointing out that Uber is actually getting kicked out of London right now. So yeah, like they've been struggle Uber, busing. They they've always had issues in London though, right? Because it 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 actually is kind of in danger of um causing a mass extinction extinction of the cabbies and and the taxis mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is I guess a really big part of their culture and and a big part of their workforce. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. I'm not surprised. <laughs> if you ever want to troll one of your friends, load up Venmo, type in their name, type in three million dollars and in the description put for dealing with you and then hit request <laughs> i'll do that with my brother but maybe for 10 bucks and then just write you know why <laughs> it's just funny and so funny he pays me back <laughs> it's just so funny to see a request for it looks like you can't do millions hey. of dollars hey but, i see wh- what you just did what did you just do that to laura yeah you just sent it to me <laughs> Pam, I just sent you a little gift, too, while you were talking. And you only requested $300,000 from me. Yeah, I couldn't request wow. more. How sweet of you. So generous. <laughs> I actually remember one time. Do you guys remember when people found Sean Spicer's Venmo handle? No. no. Did they all request money from him? Yeah. So people were like sending him requests. I sent him a request for the balance of my student loan debt. <laughs> and great. it's That's still great. like he... Like, I guess if you never answer it, it just sits there in purgatory. Mine is still sitting there, like, in my requests. 
So one day you might get a notification Uh, that Sean Spicer denied your request. Yeah, maybe. That'll be a beautiful day. And it's funny just how people are accepting Venmo these days. For example, a couple months ago in the park nearby, there was a kid selling lemonade. And I was just out walking my dog. So I didn't have my wallet with me. And he's like, lemonade, it goes to support this charity. I'm like, oh, I would, but I don't have my wallet. I'm sorry. He's like, that's okay. I take Venmo. (laughs) And his dad pulls out his phone and I paid his dad (laughs) via Venmo. Honestly, if the local Girl Scouts did that, I would buy more Girl Scout cookies. I never have cash. Yeah, exactly. I was actually at a wedding not long ago and... um. We were reminded like, hey, be sure to bring cash to tip the bartenders. And of course, we forgot because who carries cash anymore? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the night, I just went up to the bartender and I was like, hey, I want to tip you, but I don't have cash. Do you take Venmo? And she was like, yeah, I guess I can do that. And so she just gave me her handle and I sent her, you know, 40 bucks or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. I hate carrying cash. Hot tip. I recommend that nobody keep money in their Venmo account because Venmo just makes money off of the interest of the funds they have from all the users. That's why Venmo is free and there's no fees. So if you don't want to help Venmo. Transfer that little gift you sent over. Yeah, I sent Pam (laughs) 69 cents with an eggplant emoji. Oh, you actually gave Pam money? Do you want 69 cents, Laura? (laughs) What can we buy for 69 cents? Why don't you guys write in and let us know? Yeah, seriously. People listening live, how much should I give Laura right now? Someone said you should pay me $4.20. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I'll send that. Okay. I'll cherish it forever. I'll leave it in there. So then Venmo can profit off of it. Yeah. My uncle always, whenever he Venmos um, anybody in the family, or I think anybody, he he does it for like, it's always like tap dancing lessons or dancing (laughs) lessons. (laughs) And he gets a kick out of that. So that's fine. Whatever makes him happy. But it is just really funny to see his feed because it's just like basketball lessons, tap dancing lessons, swimming (laughs) lessons. When I was in school a few years ago, There was a scandal with Venmo because kids on campus were buying drugs from each other using Venmo, and they were making it so obvious what they were doing. Like, they would list, what's it for? Kale salad and shit like that. (laughs) And so then when they got busted, it was super easy to track everybody down because it was all in Venmo. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I have one complaint about Venmo. I broke up with my now ex-boyfriend, over two years ago. Whenever I go to pay, he is still number one in my top people list on Venmo. How much longer do I have to wait for him to disappear from that number one spot on Venmo? Was I paying him that much that Venmo still thinks over two years after last paying him that that I'm going to pay him again? I don't get it. Jewel wants to know if you unfriended him on Venmo. No, because what I have to, what if I have to pay him again in the future? For what? I don't I don't fucking know. Like talk space or something? The talk space. <laughs> I'm gonna request five hundred dollars from him <laughs> for dealing with you. No, he's very nice. Just send Pat like little microtransactions every day for the next right, month. Exactly. It, send him 69 cents every day. That's a good idea. All right. I'm going to start doing this. Wow. I'm really depleting my Venmo bank account right now. Paying yeah, both of you, just... now paying Pat. 
but then just make him send it back. That's a good point. I'm not sending my 420 back, though. No, don't. And you can thank the person who bought some Christmas garland from me earlier today for that. We had a good talk there. So we'll hold best internet controversies and moments for next time. And we got some answers from patrons as well. Well, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the end of the year and the end of the decade, let me make things a little easier for you. You need to get going on your holiday shopping. And how about we try to save some money this season? You can do just that with our next sponsor, Honey. Honey. This is my favorite sponsor of all time because they only put money back in your pocket. For example, this weekend, I was doing a little early holiday shopping for my brother, and I was browsing Best Buy's video game section, and I found a Mario shirt that I thought he would like. And as soon as I visited the checkout page, Honey sprung to life and said, Andrew, let's see if there's a coupon we can use here. Honey did its thing, and a few seconds later, I shaved $5 off the cost of the shirt. Ah, that felt so good. This is what Honey does in nearly every checkout page on the internet. No matter what you're buying, be it a gift, food, or something for yourself, Honey automatically finds the best promo codes whenever you shop online. Honey has found its over 10 million users, over a billion in savings, and it supports over 20,000 stores online. If you're buying gifts this holiday season, then you need Honey. If you're not, you probably know someone who is, so do them a solid and tell them about Honey. Honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash M-I-L-L. It's important to use this URL so that they know we sent you. That's joinhoney.com slash M-I-L-L. Thank you, Honey, for helping us out this holiday season. All right. Well, we have a little bit of listener feedback to jump into before we head into some news. This first one, actually, both of these are confessionals. The first one says, I'm very embarrassed to send this in. I even had to smoke a bit of weed to get the courage to send this in. Because on paper, I agree with you guys about bragging about your accomplishments on social media. This year, I achieved my doctorate in public health, something I am very proud of, and posted a photo of my family and myself when I got the news. A friend of mine commented on it saying, show off, with a laughing face, and suddenly I was filled with this fear that I was one of those people shaming others for not being as accomplished, which I obviously do not believe. I understand that sometimes just getting out of bed is a victory, going to work, taking time for yourself are all just as important. But sometimes when I'm talking with my friends about my doctorate, I feel the need to downplay it and put myself down because they have not accomplished something similar or are having a bad time. And there's this expectation that I should be feeling just as disenchanted with life and school as they are. Which isn't to say it wasn't hard. It was incredibly hard, but also very rewarding and something I'm very proud of myself for accomplishing. I certainly don't feel the need to make a decade in review post or make a long post about how happy and proud of myself I am for my doctorate, but I also don't think it's a bad thing to post about life accomplishments on something like Instagram. Even though we're all trying to have a healthier relationship with social media, isn't part of the fun getting to show off on days we feel hot or when we travel somewhere cool or have the cutest pet in the world? I know I must sound like an asshole, and I genuinely do agree with everything you guys said. I just have these secret thoughts a lot, even though I'm ashamed of them. Don't be ashamed. 
No. I'm not saying that people shouldn't show off the occasional accomplishment. And frankly, I think it was out of line for your friend to say show off, even yeah, with the laughing rude. face emoji. Yeah. You accomplished something incredible. And that lessens it. And it's just a dickish thing to do when somebody is really proud of what they've done. Yeah, when I got my master's diploma, I totally put a picture of that on social. I think it's totally fine to share those accomplishments. And I think I mentioned something like this last week, but I think there's a difference between celebrating an accomplishment and inviting other people to share in your celebration and just like making it look like your life is just a highlight reel and only ever good things happen to you. Yeah. And, and it, think- so- it sounds like you know the difference between those two things. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. And also, I just think that our comments were were specifically geared towards the meme tweet that was going around, which was, you know, asking people to list all of their accomplishments within the past 10 years. And I just think that the way that it was phrased and like the attitude people were going about it maybe kind of lends itself to people feeling a little bit bitter, including ourselves. But I don't think that there's anything wrong or that you should stop yourself from sharing your accomplishments as they happen, you know, in your life on social media. I think that that's what it's there for. And also, it's just a way for you to, to, you know, like have everybody that that is invested in your life keep up with how you're doing. And I think that that's perfectly fine. I totally agree. And for the record, I definitely show off from time to time. But I try to make my social media accounts about more than showing off. (laughs) And if I need to be honest from time to time, I will definitely do that. You know, there's probably going to come a day where I'm going to be like, you know, Chicago didn't work out. And that sucks. But hey, I'm going to give another city a try. And I'll tell people why it didn't work out. I think it's good that we share that type of honesty on social media. We might feel better about reading that stuff than we do the accomplishments of our friends because it's nice to know that you're not alone. Truth. That's what this show's for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This next confessional reads, I'm 25 and I'm about 95% sure I'm asexual. I don't know if this is really a confessional, but as someone who is very uninterested in sex, I often find myself very disconnected with the world around me. I don't listen to a ton of mainstream music because it's just all about relationships and sex. At one point in my life, I even started listening to Christian rock music. Yes, that's a thing. To get away from the sex-driven culture. But here's the deal. As I get older, I find myself wanting a relationship more and more. But who on earth is going to be chill with a no-sex relationship? Am I insane for even thinking about wanting a relationship in my life? Also, can someone please explain why the world is so obsessed with fucking? P.S. Have all the sex you want, people. I'm no prude. Because that's what people want to hear at the clubs when they're grinding up against their girl and they're drunk on Bud Light. They just want to think about fucking that girl later that night. S, 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 S. To the window, to the wall. I don't know what kind of clubs you're going to, Andrew. <laughs> they're, 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 they're playing Little John, but they're also serving Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white male. That's what we like. Actually, we have had a couple of guests on the show who identify as asexual, and I don't, I don't want to speak for them, so I would say... 
I recommend listening to those episodes if you haven't already, because one of them, at least one of them, was in a long-term committed relationship Mm -hmm. with somebody who was very accepting and supportive of their partner being asexual. Because, and we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago as well, sex in a lot of relationships is an important component, but sex should not be everything. Mm-hmm. So it then follows that it's possible in certain relationships for sex to be nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't think it's crazy that you want a relationship. And I think we also talked about that there are dating sites for asexual people. Yeah. That was going to be my suggestion. Those sites definitely exist. I know even on sites like OkCupid, maybe on Tinder, you can put that in your preferences and people will be able to see that. So they'll know exactly the type of person who they are talking to. And people can do searches on OkCupid for someone like you. And you can do searches for somebody who isn't looking for sex either. Also, it never dawned on me that Christian rock music would have no references to sex, but that makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So much about love, but not about the ass and the balls to the wall. (laughs) No. And it's always like love of the Lord. Yeah. Um, Also, if you want somebody to explain why the world is so obsessed with fucking, for those of us who enjoy it, it feels really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get a release from it in more mm-hmm. ways than one. <laughs> yeah, it's also a form of intimacy for people who enjoy it. Yeah, you know, and we relax and we build our relationship. Hopefully, for gays, I mean, you know, God, you never know what's going to happen, but most of the time it goes well. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were all in our early twenties once, Andrew. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean with anal sex, you know, it's. oh oh i thought you were talking about sex in general no i meant with with butt sex because we men have to rely on butt sex right there i would imagine some complications that can come with that if not properly prepared yeah you kind of have like a sixth sense about whether or not you'll be able to and my sixth sense is usually pretty good i have to say hopefully other people have that as well i feel like this is very similar to people who have periods i I don't know pam if you agree with me on this but i feel like i know when it's coming like i just i get this sense i'm like oh today's the day (laughs) yeah usually for me it's like oh that that doesn't come around in a while and then i go to the bathroom and it's like oh hello old friend there it is. <laughs> I'm thinking of the U2 song Kite. Something is about to give. I can feel it coming. I think I know what it is. <laughs> Bono was writing about a period or a shit or anal sex. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. On to some news now. This is some wholesome news, Pam. Yeah, kind of. Um, so I wanted to talk about Coldplay, but maybe not for the reason you guys might think. They sound like you two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, they're kind of in the same camp because you two has been or Bono specifically has been really gung ho about saving the environment for a while. And it looks like Coldplay is following suit. They actually dropped their latest album this past Friday. But they also announced that they actually won't be hitting the road to promote the album on tour, which is crazy because they're one of the biggest bands in the world. So this is 
pretty big news. And they actually announced that they're putting plans to tour on hold in an effort to figure out how to make touring more sustainable and environmentally friendly. Uh, Specifically, in an interview with the BBC, frontman Chris Martin said, quote, we are not touring the album. We're taking time over the next year or two to work out how a tour can not only be sustainable, but how can it be actively beneficial? And then he also said that the hardest part was the flying side of things and trying to figure out how to do that, but also travel worldwide. And then also noted that um, they would also really love to figure out how to have shows with, for example, no single-use plastic, and also to figure out how to have it largely solar-powered. So it's kind of crazy to think that they're looking into that because arena tours are not an easy feat. And I've personally been to a Coldplay concert once in my life, and they do a lot of laser light shows and stuff like that. So um, if they could figure out how to solar power that, I think that would be pretty cool. And the reason I wanted to bring this up was because we talk a lot about the environment on this show and also about how important it is to try and figure out how to be a little bit more sustainable. Um, Mm. But I wanted to know if you guys thought if you had any thoughts on this, um, if you thought it was more for like publicity or like, you know, you just think it's a cool concept and, and then that, you know, more people should be thinking along this line. I love this. Same. I think it's really great because ultimately, um, you know, there are ways that you can financially offset your emissions and your, and your waste, but Mm -hmm. that's not as sexy. It's not as attention grabbing. So I think that seeing really influential people take large steps to try and offset their contribution to the climate change crisis will encourage more people to make sustainable changes in their lives. Another thing that's changed for me over the past decade has been my awareness of my carbon footprint. Single-use plastic has become a huge issue over the past decade, and now... Whenever I'm in a fast food restaurant, I feel like I'm single-handedly destroying Earth every time I use a straw or a lid. So I've been really conscious about not using those anymore. And it and it feels good, and I'm really glad that I feel guilty every time I do now. Yeah, one of the things that really um, is... Because I've also tried to make small changes, too, over the course of the last few years. And one of the things that I've really been actively trying to do is bring my own water bottle or water bottles if I'm going to be out for a really long time. And it's something that's really easy to do, especially like if you're traveling or, you know, just spending all day outside Um, a lot like there, you can get some pretty cheap double walled ones, too. So even if you leave it in your car, your water's still cold when you get back. if You don't want to lug it around. But one of my issues is that when you go to these special events, they won't let you bring these things in unless you're going to maybe a music festival so like for example i went to see hamilton a few months ago and i had to leave my water bottle in the car and then i was like i'm really thirsty but i can't find the water fountain what am i going to do i thought i was going to have to buy a bottle of water but san francisco you know ahead of the game always and i was really excited because they had um bottled water that was in aluminum bottles so you could like recycle those after they were done so even just like you know, figuring out how to allow these um, venues to implement stuff like that, uh, because I'm sure that they don't want people to bring in their reusable bottles because then they lose money. You know, they're not making that six dollars on the water sale. Yeah. But if they did something like that, it would be really great. And, um, you know, if a band as big as Coldplay can kind of get even a few venues to start doing that, it, it it's a big step forward for sure, I think. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
I would mm-hmm. love to be able to bring a reusable bottle to fast food restaurants or other restaurants, but I'm afraid what would happen is they would say that that is a germ issue, a contamination issue, because sometimes you'll see a like a water station and it'll say, please use a new glass, don't reuse glasses or don't uh, refill a water bottle because they're afraid germs are going to spread back onto the faucet. Um so I'm afraid that type of thing will never happen. And then I guess the solution is biodegradable cups if they don't already exist. Also, styrofoam. My God, I was so relieved when Dunkin' Donuts got rid of their styrofoam cups. Mm-hmm. Um, but now some fast food places, you know, like the mom and pop shops, they still rely a lot on styrofoam. And I feel archaic using that stuff. Same. I also really like it when delivery places and fast food places opt to use like the multi-use plastic jars because i just end up reusing those at home you know like when you get chinese takeout and stuff um we just always rinse those out and keep them yeah (laughs) it's like tupperware because honestly when you go to target and buy meal prep um you know uh containers it's like the same thing they're mm-hmm. all like black bottomed and clear topped. And- but yeah, I hate it when I get something in styrofoam. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for this anymore. No, there really, really isn't. This is all like carcinogens. Stop putting my food in this. <laughs> anyway, very glad to hear about this because who knows if this will work or not, but it's making people more aware of the issue. And that is what is going to cause massive change in the world. So thank you, Coldplay. So quickly, I thought that we could talk about something that's very uh, apropos for right now. Uh, Given that we are sort of on the heels of all of the major testimonies of the impeachment hearing and Thanksgiving is coming up, I thought we could talk about a little study from Pew Research about whether or not you would share your views of Donald Trump over Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I think this is always the time of year people dread the most because they're like, oh, I have to sit around a table with like all of my racist aunts and uncles <laughs> and pretend that we all like each other and not say anything to piss anybody else off. And it kind of tends to feel like people are walking on eggshells in a lot of households. So I think this is probably a pretty common issue that's going to come up for a lot of folks at the dinner table this Thanksgiving. Yeah. So... We all took this quiz mm-hmm. and it asked if you would share your thoughts on President Trump and then what your thoughts on President Trump are. And it compares you to the data set of other people who've answered this so that we can look into some of the reasons why people would feel compelled or not compelled to bring this up at dinner this Thanksgiving. And an so, important note, it's the question was, would you share your views on Trump if the other people had differing views than yours. Yes. So what were y'all's results? I said, no, I would avoid sharing my views. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're surrounded by a Trump full of, or a Trump, a table full of Trump enthusiasts, you would just be quiet. Like 10 of my brother-in-law. Yeah, I would not get into it. it. I would not get into it because Thanksgiving is supposed to be a relaxing day. I don't, enjoy talking politics with people who do not agree with me because I know they're wrong. So why am I wasting oxygen on them? To answer another one of the questions in this quiz, 
I feel it would almost certainly lead to conflict. I'm just not looking for a fight. It's not worth it. I actually, um, I agree with Andrew, but I interpreted this, I, I basically like applied this scenario to my family, right? Because that's all I can go off of. And so I know if this is something that's actually happening, which it most likely will on Thursday, they will ask me a direct question. And in that regard, then like in that instance, yes, I would share my opinion because I'm not going to lie about how I feel, you know? Mm. Um, so, so I picked, yes, I would share my views. And I said I would because I, I would just feel compelled to share my strong feelings, not because I want to be the loudest person in the room, but because I feel compelled to speak my truth and the truth that I see going on around the country. So I would mm. not lie to avoid conflict in this situation. Yeah, I feel my answer is very similar. I said that I would... um let people know how I feel and that the reason for it, because they give you a few reasons to choose from. My reason was I think it would be important for them to know where I stand, which sounds like is what Pam picked as well. I would add this caveat. I'm not like the person who's going to bring Trump up out of nowhere at Thanksgiving. But if the topic comes up, I'm not going to shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, my family are all liberals, so... It doesn't matter. See, my stepmom's family is not. And I swear to God, they bring it up because they know that I lean towards the left. Like they do it on purpose. So they're just trying to bait you. Yes, exactly. So I keep my mouth shut until they ask me a direct question. But I'm always ready, which is so sad. Well, the interesting (laughs) thing here is that even though we may have polar opposite views on President Trump from our Trump supporting friends and relatives, our reasons for either sharing or avoiding sharing are actually very similar across the aisle. So for people like Pam and myself, our reason for sharing our disapprovement of Trump would be, I want to make sure people know where I stand. Well, guess what? The people who strongly approve of Trump and would share that at Thanksgiving would do it for the exact same reason. (laughs) So we really are at an impasse. This reminds me of that amazing SNL skit from a few years ago, right after Adele's Hello came out. And the family is sitting around the Thanksgiving table and they start fighting about politics. This is before Trump became president, but they start fighting over ISIS and whatnot. And the one of the daughters just goes over to a boombox and starts playing Hello by Adele. And it instantly unites everybody. It is so funny. I watched it again earlier today. I think it's one of their best skits ever. Yeah. It is <laughs> they really all start good. singing the song and getting into it and uniting. It's just amazing. Oh, they become Adele. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so good. So given the fact that we can disagree with somebody so wholeheartedly but share that disagreement for the same reason that they're sharing theirs Mm -hmm. i would like to hear the panel weigh in is it even worth it no to get into this at thanksgiving no this is the last thanksgiving before the election just soldier through just enjoy yourselves (laughs) just walk out of the room or play hello by adele if somebody brings it up it's not worth it you're not going to change their opinions and and that's all that matters i I think I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are 
And I think it depends on how you approach it. Because specifically with my, uh, with one side of my family, I think that they're looking to get you feeling hot headed and upset about an issue. And this is something that I've noticed too. It's like so funny because for the longest time since I'm the oldest, like it was just me against, you know, all the old Republicans. But now all my little brothers and sisters, they're all like, uh, they, they're either, they just turned 20 or they're in their 20s. And now they're like the angry, young, hot headed, left leaning uh, young adults. And so um, I kind of just let them battle it out now. But when it comes to me, I, I try and make sure that my um, opinions are level-headed, um, factual, and and just like really um, like it, it's like not an attack, just in a well, you know. Th- th- here's here's what I know. This is what yeah. I believe, and I let them scream. And if they want to scream, that's fine. But at least like I didn't come off as unhinged in my you mm-hmm. know blatant um, anger and distaste. For the president. So, I mean, I think sometimes that helps a little bit. And the only reason I say this is because I've noticed it over the course of the, you know, however many years I've been having <laughs> been forced into political discussions with my stepmom's family that now they're a little bit more um, open to just kind of like hearing me out, even if they don't agree. And I feel like that's a step forward, at least. But who knows? Yeah. And I think, too, there's a distinction to be made here. Like, if you've got your Republican uncle who's just like, Trump 2020, woo, like, whatever. It's probably better just not even to engage that. You're like, oh, that's Uncle Cletus. We just ignore him. Uncle <laughs> Cletus. Trump 2020. <laughs> but um, if somebody is being vicious and bigoted towards you and another family member or your friends or your partner don't fucking stand for that yeah yeah that that is where i yeah that's where i would say it's time to get in somebody's face because i would not fucking tolerate that shit right right ladies i found out from my brother the other day that my brother-in-law has purchased a Trump 2020 flag. It's official. Oh, for the garage? For the garage. I think it is replacing oh, the man. 2016 flag. I was I was honestly shocked that he would go out and buy another one after He's the past four years. He's going to die on that hill again, huh? Yes, he is. Wow. <laughs> At, we have um, around the corner, there's a house with a flagpole outside, an obnoxious flagpole, and now they're flying an obnoxious Trump 2020 flag off of that flagpole, and it's awful. Oh, man. This is why it's good to live in a city. You really never see that type of thing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. All right. Well, we're about to get to Surprise Bitch, but first, it's time for a word from Vistaprint. They were a sponsor last week, and they're a sponsor again this week because now is the time to do your holiday cards. Both we and Vistaprint want you to not leave your holiday cards to the last minute this year. And Laura, I understand you just did your own the other day? I did. And I was really pleased at how easy it was. Heck yeah. It took, yeah, it took me 10 minutes to pull my pictures together and upload them, choose the design that I wanted, and check out what that 
sweet discount code that we have. And you said you're sending one to me, right? I can't wait. I am. Yeah. That's awesome. I never do Christmas cards. So I told Andrew, this will be the first and last (laughs) one you get from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great because I love receiving cards from people this time of year. I especially love when the card's from a family and they send a card with a new family photo. My mom always puts them up on a special shelf in the house. And you see how everyone's grown over the past year. It's so nice and nostalgic. Come to think of it, I wonder if that photo of me and Pat's cousins that I was cropped out of will make any fin cutter family cards this year. Hmm. You should send that out on behalf of you and Pat. <laughs> <laughs> With an arrow pointing to my leg. Yeah, That's me. Season's greetings from the Sims fin cutter household. <laughs> Great meeting you gays earlier this year. Thanks for welcoming me with open arms. <laughs> Well, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, you can spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. Vistaprint has hundreds of card designs from timeless classics to fun new trends. Vistaprint also has custom calendars for gifts that keep giving all year round. All custom cards and calendars are up to 50% off right now. You can also upload your favorite photos right from your phone and save on mugs, canvases, and other photo gifts. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed, or they will make it right either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. So this season, make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code MILL50. That's vistaprint.com, promo code MILL50. Offer expires January 5th, but like I've been saying, don't wait that long. Do it now. Now, 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 now. It is time for... Surprise! Surprise! Surprise, bitch! Today we're calling Caleb. Hello? Hey, surprise, bitch. It's Millennial. Whoa. Sorry. I am very nervous because I've been waiting for a couple years. Don't be nervous. Yes, you did sign up for the surprise, bitch forum a couple years ago. Um, Sorry for the wait. (laughs) I never thought it would happen, and I was like... This is I, I. This is going to be insane if it ever happens. I'm going to have a freak out. So, God, I calm myself down right now. Oh well, sorry for keeping you waiting for so no, long. No, no, no. Just deep oh, breath no in, deep breath or breathe out. <laughs> what are you up All to tonight? Much. I'm currently walking back from the library at my school. Oh, cool. What are you studying? I am studying film, but for that class, I was that I was working on just now. I was writing a whole um. I was redesigning a website. So are you looking to become a filmmaker or, or what? I'm interested in screenwriting. Oh, uh, oh that's great. Inspired by, Harry, inspired by Harry Potter. Oh, that's that's awesome. Well, maybe you can write the Harry Potter TV series that I really want yes. to happen. Yes, make this happen, Caleb. I'm my best. I'm already working on it. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> are you going home for Thanksgiving? I am. Are you dreading it or what? I am not dreading it because... My Thanksgivings are always very low-key and nice, and we got good food because my uncle's a great cook, and so he makes good turkey. And it's usually just a very nice event. Everyone gets to reconnect because I don't see a lot of my family that often. Mm. And we don't talk about politics. Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a dream, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about whether or not it's even worth it to talk politics with your family at Thanksgiving. But you don't even have to think about that. So we're coming over to your place. Exactly. Seriously. More the merrier. Are you thinking about 
what you want from Santa this year? Have you made your list? Right now, my parents have been in the themed gift of helping me with planning a trip to Florida because I worked down there a couple of years ago at Disney and I keep wanting to go back. So they're like, they bought a plane ticket and they said they might have something else coming for Christmas. So that's really Ooh. sweet of them. They were not excited in the beginning when I first went down there, but now they're like, he really likes it there and he misses it. So let's get him back. Yeah, whatever makes you happy, right? That's really sweet. Maybe Mickey Mouse is going to be showing up at your place and surprising you with a ticket or something. Oh, that would be incredible. (laughs) Cool. Well, I hope that your dreams come true this Christmas and you get to go down there. Where did you work at Disney World? I was in Hollywood Studios at one of the restaurants there. And it was, at the time, I hated it. But in like, looking back, it was so great to be able to do that and i miss it so much all right well we'll let you go good luck on the rest of your degree we wish you the best and we can't wait to see the harry potter series written by caleb from rhode island one day yeah that's what the credit will say (laughs) (laughs) caleb from rhode island millennial listener caleb from rhode island who loves disney yeah and thank you for your support we're we're thankful for you this year so thanks for listening after all this time and Thank you for calling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was so good to talk to you. It was nice finally talking to you guys after listening to you guys since, I think it was 2010 was my first time I listened to MuggleCast. Oh, that's great. Oh my God, you've been with us such a long time. So that's your favorite part of the decade, right? Us, the podcast. The best tech advancement of Caleb's decade has been the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Caleb, have a good night. Sorry, I got a little egotistical there at the end. A little? (laughs) The best thing of your decade is us. I can almost (laughs) hear him like rolling his eyes in his voice. Oh, well, I'm probably going to edit that out anyway because I I was like, don't worry, Caleb, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Time now for recommendations and just in time for the holidays because you may be hanging up lights to celebrate the season. I recommend smart plugs. They tie into the smart speakers that I mentioned earlier. Like you can tell Echo and Siri to turn lights off and on or a fan off and on, for example. But they can also be used with an app on your phone. And whether or not you're a voice command person, it's nice to be able to set a timer through the Smart Plugs app. The old school plug-in timers are so yesterday. They make those ticking noises when they're plugged in. I just hate them and you may want to turn it off and on outside of the timer's limits so grab smart plugs they're super cool and if you're curious about creating your own smart home this is a good way to get started i like the waymo brand if you're looking for a brand in particular um i want to recommend a podcast and it's actually a parody podcast it's called done disappeared and it is a parody of the up and vanished podcast This show has had me cracking up so much. I listen to it when I drive. And it's basically just a send up of the entire true crime podcast genre. Um, So they're making fun of Payne Lindsay, who hosts Up and Vanished. And while I enjoy his shows, he also has a little bit of an ego on him. So it's pretty funny to hear this impersonator who actually does a very good job. Um, And they also make fun of some of the other true crime podcasts. Like they have um, uh, an imitation of my favorite murder on there that they make fun of called My Dearest Disappearance. (laughs) And it's just really good, super funny. Um, 
And the ad reads are some of the best parts of the show because they make fun of all of the major uh, advertisers that you hear on podcasts. Mm. And some of these ad reads are just fucking hilarious, especially if you're familiar with a lot of these brands. So highly recommend that. The first few episodes are a little rough to get it through. But once you get into like episode four, it's pretty solid. Cool. And I wanted to recommend uh, Trader Joe's Pizza Dough. This is my favorite quick meal, especially around the holidays. Not necessarily for myself, but, you know, I think this is a time of year where you tend to have unexpected guests. And if you have no idea what to make for dinner, uh, this stuff is super cheap and it cooks really fast and you can literally put anything on it. Like you can't mess up a pizza. Uh, It's really easy to customize. I think it's under a buck 50 and you could definitely get like, if you like thin crust, maybe one medium pizza and one small pizza out of it. So have definitely picked this up in a pinch many, many times uh, when I had no idea people were coming to visit. It's been a lifesaver. We've been meaning to do this for a while, make our own pizzas with mm-hmm. Trader Joe's pizza dough. So I will definitely get on this. Yeah, I put I don't know if you guys have cast iron skillets, but I just um, I stretch it out in there because it's already round and then stick it in the oven hmm. and it works really well cool i don't know what that is but cool. maybe pat well i feel like he's oh he definitely will kind of guy yeah <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us about today's show just write directly to millennial show at gmail.com or use the contact form on millennial show.com don't forget our confessional is there as well if you want to submit something anonymously. And speaking of anonymously, just a quick thank you to everybody who filled out that survey that we were plugging over the past two episodes. We will be reviewing the data in the weeks ahead. The responses, I should say. The data is a little corporate. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. Our username is Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What is coming up in After Dark today? Well, we have a couple of personal updates from the panel. And also, we're going to be talking about the world's first injectable male birth control. Yeah, a lot of guys aren't happy about this, and it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, they can suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's available exclusively at patreon.com slash millennial when you pledge at the OTP level or higher. And when you do, you will be given a special RSS feed that you can pop into many podcast apps. So you will be able to get every installment of ad-free millennial and after dark wrapped in a beautiful little package called mega millennial delivered to your favorite podcasting app. So thank you to everybody who supports us. We are very, very thankful for you this year. So thank you so much for your support. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Goodbye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, now they know. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. So beautiful. But it bothered me. Goodbye, Chicago. It's <laughs> <laughs>